This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today I'm going to be talking about anterior tilt of the scapula. And I will be discussing fat burners. After that, we'll pop up in a bottle and see what comes out. I am so excited. Let's get it started. Bree, what's going on? Nothing much, just finished another wonderful day at work, having a drink, and excited about this week's podcast. Having a drink prior to the popping bottles thing, huh? This is a of new course, <laughs> every week, but I'm always game for new bottles. <laughs> All right, cool. You want to go first this week or you want me to? Go ahead and go. Okay, so anterior tilt of the scapula. All right, it's a bit of a mouthful. I wrote a blog post on this, uh, you know, maybe six months ago, and for whatever reason, that blog got so much traction, and it was just called anterior tilt of the scapula. I didn't think anybody would like, jump on that one, so I guess it's something people want to hear about. So this is a shoulder thing. I wouldn't call it a, a pathology necessarily, but it's a, I would say, a relationship or an imbalance of muscles, and it's really common. I see it all the time in any kind of rotator cuff impingement. So basically you have your humerus or your arm bone, all right? Above that and attached to it is your rotator cuff. Above that is a little bursa and above that is your AC joint. So that's where your scapula and your shoulder blade, sorry, your clavicle or collarbone meets with your scapula. Right? It's a very tight junction under normal circumstances. All right. If anything changes that area or narrows that area, you get an impingement. The rotator cuff or the bursa gets pinched underneath that joint space. So really common for the shoulder blade to tip in a certain way to cause impingement. So basically, if you picture something flat like a plate, it's roughly what the scapula or shoulder blade looks like. All right. And it can tip backwards or forwards. So you have muscle attachments to the scapula and basically all planes. On the front side of the scapula, it attaches to you or your pec minor attaches to it. Okay? And the pec minor tilts the shoulder blade forward towards your rib cage. And then your lower trap is sort of the flip side of the coin. It attaches to the bottom part of your scapula and tilts the scapula backwards so away from your your ribs in the front okay so really common especially desk workers that sit sort of hunched over uh arms forward that pec gets really tight especially for guys that do a lot of bench pressing and not enough back back exercises the pec sort of gets a little overworked a little too much tension in it and the lower trap i mean who works out the lower trap is usually under trained so basically what happens is it's constantly pulling the shoulder blade into a forward position, creating kind of a roof that sits on top of the rotator cuff. And that causes pinching. You can actually t- test this out yourself. If you hunch, hunch down, like the, go ahead and do this for you, hunch down like the, uh, no, uh, the hunchback in Notre Dame, right? And then raise your arm like you're raising in class while staying hunched, right? It's, like it pokes it's actually painful for me i don't know right and then no i have breast tissue so it kind of doesn't hurt as bad (laughs) if you sit up straight and then 
Now you have another 20 or 30 degrees of shoulder flexion. So that, that's a quick illustration of how. Uh, I feel like I was doing a goal. Well, yeah, you can do both arms at once if you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a quick illustration of how just simple position changes of the shoulder blade can influence pinching and pain in the shoulder. So usually for someone that has this, it's pretty easy to fix. You just loosen up the pec muscle and tighten up the lower trap. It usually balances back out. Give a little education where your shoulder should be set in the socket. Uh, and that usually remedies the situation. That's That's good. I can see that. I mean, I don't necessarily have that issue, but I'm sure other people do. Um, so I think that's very informative and it should help a lot of people out. Yeah, I will say there's a lot of reasons you can get a shoulder impingement and you can really dive deep into, is it an internal impingement, external impingement? So that there's more factors to an impingement. So and this is just probably the most common culprit that I see. Well, nice. Okay. Well, thanks, Chris. Make sure you check out his blog. Um, and then you, that way, he, I'm sure he gets a little bit more in depth with shoulder impingement. What's the, um, your blog's website so they can click and read? Uh, www.dpt.services is my website. And if you just go into the little search bar and type in shoulder, you'll see it pop right up. Nice. Well, yeah, I like that little rehab corner this week. That was nice and informative. Um, well, and my weekly dose of Brie, um, which I, I can't decide if I want to keep it as weekly dose of Brie, if I want to change it to weekly dose of BS, because my name will be Brianne Stevens pretty soon. Wow. Um, but oh, today, <laughs> we're going to talk about it was actually, you know, thank you so much for sending in all your questions. Like we can only pick one a week, but someone asked me about fat burners. Like, do they really work? Um, so I decided to like do some research on them, go in depth a little bit, not too far in depth because I don't necessarily believe in just putting certain things in my body. Um, but um, we're going to talk about fat burners, what they are, what they're supposed to do. And, um, which ones possibly would probably be the best one for you. So technically the definition of a fat burner is pretty much the def like the title is a definition. It's used to describe a nutritional supplement that increases your fat metabolism or energy like um, reserve. Like you're supposed to be able to have more energy in order to work out, but at the same time, it's supposed to help burn fat at rest. Um, so that is called thermogenesis. So that the definition of that is a metabolic metabolic process, which your body burns calories to produce heat. Um, several factors induce thermogenesis in your body, including exercise, diet, environmental temperatures. Um, all that can promote calorie burn and weight loss. So. With fat burners, I feel personally, you need to read the ingredients. I don't think you should just put anything in your body. Um, some of these, I found that they had some ingredients that cause seizures. Um, it could cause you to have um, kidney issues. Like everything is just like, 
I get nervous about stuff that hasn't been approved by the FDA, but if something is natural and you know it doesn't have that many side effects, then I'm pretty okay with trying it. So this is day one, let's say. I ordered this fat burner called Instant Knockout. I do not work for this company. I'm not promoting this company. I just did research on a couple of different companies and this one seemed the best for me because it didn't have that many ingredients and all the ingredients that it did have were natural. They labeled it as having B6, B12, chromium, um, glucocamine, and caffeine. And there was like, I think one other one but all of that is natural. All of that you pretty much get in your diet naturally by eating certain fruits and vegetables and meats. So I was like, okay, I don't think this will harm my body. So I'm going to start it. Um, I started it this week and then I'm going to rediscuss this or revisit this in like a month or two months to see if it really worked for me. I, my diet is pretty healthy. Of course, I eat cookies. I eat ice cream. I'm not going to change my diet completely. And my workout schedule is I have a trainer twice a week and then I run at least two to three days during the week anyway for at least 30 to 45 minutes. That's not going to change. You are not going to have me having two a days in this. I'm not doing that. I don't like working out because I sweat too much. However, I will keep my um, workout regimen. My diet will pretty much stay the same and I'm going to see if I lose more weight or if it's a, or if my weight stays the same, or if my inches decrease, or if they stay the same, because that's another thing. Just because the scale doesn't say you've lost anything, but if your body inch-wise is smaller, that's still okay. You still have improvement, and it's done some. The product has done what it's supposed to do. So I'll revisit this, and like like I said, I'll probably just do a month. I'll do a whole month because that's I only ordered a month supply anyway. Because I was like, I'm not about to spend this money and not like the product. So I'll do it in a month. We'll do an update on if I've lost any inches, if I've lost any pounds. Um, I'll take my measurements. I will not let y'all know what it is unless I've lost weight. But this will be a fun thing to do for us to talk about. I know a lot of women are concerned about their weight. 33, I'm more concerned right now because I have a wedding coming up. So this is something that I could do to kind of help what I said, give me a kickstart to help to lose some weight. Um, but yeah, so that was a question. It was by, let me not forget who asked this question. His name was sorry Mikey Jack thank you so much for writing in and um, giving us that question and um, we will let you know how well the fat burner works and if you should try it or not okay I got some commentary do we pop okay give me some commentary we pop the ball first or do we go okay so let's go ahead and pop open a bottle and see what comes out all right here we go Okay, so if you guys listened to last week's episode, I offered to be Bree's nutrition coach, and she just mentioned in her little diatribe that uh, she eats cookies and candy or something like that, and that's not going to change. 
I forgot that I agreed to that. <laughs> Wrong. You're going to change that. <laughs> well, then I guess my whole hypothesis and theory of my <laughs> science project is about to change. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to decipher. Is it the fact? Dying laughing. So, guys, I'm at my house right now. We're doing this over Zoom. Um, we have a friend coming in town. He came in town and I'm about to eat a strawberry strawberry. So before Chris makes me go on this damn diet, I'm about to enjoy every last bit of this candy. Soak it up while you can. Because the pink ones are the best. That that I will agree with. I feel like that needs to be a like a poll that we do. We'll do that poll on our Instagram page. Which flavor or starburst do you like the best? No, it's definitely I mean everyone's gonna say the pink one. I mean <laughs> the pink ones. Yeah. What else is there? Yellow, orange, what's the other one? Cherry. Oh, that cherry's good. It's kind of waxy. Tastes like I like cherry. Yeah. Uh, anyways, wait. Do you ever notice that everything purple in the candy world tastes exactly the same? No. <laughs> it doesn't taste. It's supposed to be grape, but it doesn't taste like grape. It tastes like just everything just tastes like purple. It's purple. It's purple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna have to dial up your saturated fat and dial down your simple sugars. Because right? okay. your body can sap energy from fats or from sugars. If you don't, if you avoid too much saturated fat, because that used to be the recommendation, you know, going back to the 50s and the diet heart hypothesis, saturated fat and cholesterol is supposedly bad for you. Well, it turns out that's not the case anymore. Uh, so people have been avoiding saturated fat and not getting energy from fat, and they're getting it from their carbs, their simple carbs. So if we dial up your fat, the healthy fats that are protective, which you need, and not bad for you, it should turn down those sugar cravings. Mm -hmm. so just that's a little, you know, a glimpse of what's to come. So I understand that I need to change my diet. It's not even that I crave sugar. I just like it because I know it tastes good. Mm. That sounds kind of like the same thing to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is new let's not talk about the diet anymore you just made me sad well first what are you drinking right now okay so unlike chris i decided to open up a bottle of vodka so i am drinking a moscow mule mm. i love tito's vodka that's always my vodka of choice again not an ad for tito's i just like it and we have some type of ginger beer i think i just got it from winn dixie with lime because we have a lime tree in the back i planted well i didn't plant it somebody helped me plant it but i picked the lime off the tree so i'm very proud of myself well kudos and drawings. um i'll get to you in one second uh, so you're gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna drive you crazy now all right so <laughs> so i used to drink dark and stormies which is you know rum and ginger beer because ginger beer is yeah. delicious and I was always afraid to look at the label on ginger beer, and then I did, and I regret it. The, the sugar. Oh, don't tell me. Do not tell me. All right, so close your ears. I'll tell the crowd. Okay, tell everybody else but me, because I don't care. Not today. <laughs> the sugar content in ginger beer is like at least twice the amount of an average ginger ale. Uh, I guess it depends on the brand, but I haven't picked up a ginger beer since then unfortunate because they are kind of tasty so i am drinking one of my favorites that is affordable at least freak show uh well my probably my number one that you can get in restaurants right now is a freak show zinfandel 
I love Freak Show. Oh, yeah, Freak Show is great. Uh, Michael David, I guess, is the name of the producer. Freak Show is, you know, this brand. Uh, I'm drinking the cab tonight. I would say just as delicious as the Zin. I'll go with either one, hands down. Zin's a little more, uh, a little more body somehow. Usually cabs are a little heavier, but the, the Zin's got a lot of fruit and uh, body to it. I love it. All right, Bree, it's been a while since we did any uh, wine knowledge testing. Are you ready for one? I'm ready. All right. I'm going to try to find one that's not super hard because we, we did pretty bad last time. Um, <clears throat> those ones are all hard. <laughs> True or false, the most widely planted red wine grape variety in Bordeaux is Cab Sauvignon. True. The answer is false. It's actually Merlot. Don't worry, most people get this one wrong, says the card. All right, let's try one more. That would have said true as well. Okay, which of the following is not one of the red wine producing areas in Burgundy? Cote Chalonnaise, Croce Hermitage, Beaujolais, Cotonoui. I think I know this one. I think it's Cotonoui. I would say Croce Hermitage because I think that's the Rhone Valley. All right, so you're going Cote de I'm going Crow's Hermitage. Yes, Crow's Hermitage. Comes from the Northern Rhone Valley and produces full body wines based on Syrah. I finally got one right. I'm still 0 for 25. <laughs> so what else is going on? Watch any good shows lately? No, not really. I mean, I watch the same old stuff. Literally, I have been doing nothing besides planning this wedding. Uh -huh. And, um, planning a baby shower for one of my friends. It's a secret. So hopefully by the time she hears this, we would have already had it. Um, but that's about it. We have friends coming in town next week. So you may have a special guest on the podcast. Um, my friend Christina, she's coming into town for her birthday. And then we are, um, she's the, I guess she's the owner, I would say, of Clemson Women All In. Um, and she'll be able to talk about different charity work that she's doing and different things during the weekly dose of Brie or maybe renamed to BS. So <laughs> I think I like it. Well, I do too. I got to sit on it, think about it for a while. But so far, first impression is good. <laughs> uh, I've been watching a show called Chernobyl. I'm a bit of a dork. I like documentaries and stuff like that. It's not a documentary, but it's based on the actual events. Uh, awesome. It's, it's on HBO, but I actually didn't have HBO at the time, so I just purchased it. It's like a six or seven episode miniseries. It is oh, awesome. that's not bad. It's awesome. It's crazy what happens. Do you remember that growing up, or were you not born yet? <laughs> I wasn't born until 86, Chris. <laughs> Uh, and that was right about then. Mm -hmm. So I was probably don't remember it. <laughs> I'm a young one, not even young anymore, because I'll be 34 this year. Yeah, April 26, 1986. Trinola. Look at there. What I was still in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you start off? You start off in heaven. 
And then get that's where I feel like all down. these come from because babies are so sweet and innocent. Wow. And then the world turns them mm. to little buttholes. But it is what it is. Do you think people are born good or evil, or do that, does that happen through a lifetime? It happens during life. Do you ever think anybody's just born evil? No. That's my opinion. And I think a lot of stuff is environmental factors. I think people may be a little off when they're born, <laughs> but if you can form that person and give it enough love through their environment, you, uh, no one is, no. I think everybody's born pure and then like, something happens and it changes. I like the way you say it, off. <laughs> well, that's the you know that's the nature versus nurture argument. It's always yes, both. Um, I I don't know. I think there's there's a couple bad eggs out there that just <laughs> doesn't matter how much nurture they get. See, I, I just I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can say that. There's a couple people out there that's kind of like, geez, like what happened? Like why why are you so angry? Like why? <laughs> Why is life that bad? It can't be that bad. You know, some people just got dealt a really bad card, but most of it is taught. That's what I believe. And some of it's because they didn't have anybody to pay attention to them. And I don't know. We think it's like for out. kids in their formative years right now, growing up in 2020. I mean, this year has been like. It's been crazy. But the good thing about it, if they have good loving homes and good parents, they won't know the difference. I read something where it was like, oh, 2020 was horrible, blah, 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 blah. But then the kids will look at it as, oh, I remember the year 2020. My parents actually were at home with me during this time. Yeah. We played games. We did this. That was like the best time ever because they actually paid me attention and we weren't just on our phones. So, so I think true. we should. It just depends on your outlook on stuff. Yeah, in this short amount of time, Sophie, who's only two, learned how to swim. And I know, right? And Andre, his grades went like way up. Now, I don't know if the grading stands are any different because everything's online, but uh, he seems to be I doing mean, better. It could be that his environmental structure was different, too. Yeah. It is more conducive for his learning style. That's so true. It's for parents like this is miserable, <laughs> but the kids are probably loving it. They love it. Hmm. Interesting. So, so um, I want to go back to thermogenesis for a minute because I want to bring up something. So, thermogenesis it just means to yeah, that's quickly. Just, it means to make heat, right? Yes. Uh, so, in that product you were talking about, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, the thing that really is the active ingredient is what caffeine probably well no caffeine's in there huh? and then let me see if i can pull it back up knocked out so caffeine helps with you know with it but there's something else that's in there that helps because what i wanted to bring up it's almost like a safety thing is um <clears throat> It basically stimulates the nervous system to go into fight or flight, gets the heart rate pumping. That's what thermogenesis is, or thermogenics, genetics do, is they stimulate the nervous system. Green tea extract. Also stimulates, there. yeah, also stimulates the nervous system. Cayenne pepper. Also stimulates the nervous system, right? So why you sweat when you And eat. then um, glucose. 
It's gluco, glucon, I can't pronounce this. It's G-L-U-C-O-M-A-N-N-A-N. Caffeine, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, mm-hmm. chromium, and that's zinc. Okay. Yeah, so the, green the, coffee bean. So the, the green tea extract, the caffeine, I don't know the, that Pepper. gluco, that's not glucagon, glucosamine, it's not one of those. Oh yeah, the cayenne, those things all stimulate the nervous system to make the heart rate faster. And that's, it's basically like working out in a sense, but you're not moving, right? Yes. Uh, so yes. that's the thing to keep in mind is if you have a heart condition, probably not a good idea to take a... Yeah, I mean, it. anything that you put in your body, you need to like discuss with your physician first. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's a lot of fat burners out there that don't have a lot of ingredients that are not approved that i mean are approved by the fda and like if you do like i said any type of fat burner you need to google the ingredients to make sure they are more natural and if they aren't natural you need to see what the side effects are because i've put it out order looked at one that i was going to order online and one of the side effects was um, like I said, seizures. It was banned in some countries. I'm not putting that in my body, and I don't think people should try it. Like I just, but I'm not going to say the name of the company. You need to do research for yourself yeah. because I mean that could be, you know, I don't want anybody. Yeah, I remember ephedra. Um, but remember this ephedra? one, <laughs> ephedra is like I think in the 90s or yeah, ephedra. But see, ephedra, I think is like um, it was like a. It was in like prescription medicine. This is all these were not approved by the FDA, but some of them have been reviewed by the FDA and that's different. So that's why I was like with this, like these, this one seemed like the safest out of all of them. But if you have a heart condition, first of all, you should not be just taking anything without consulting your doctor in the first place. But someone that is just like healthy, young and just want to lose a couple of pounds. If you want to try this, I think it's totally fine. But I feel like anything you, any substance that is foreign and you put in your body, you should discuss with your physician. Absolutely. I remember in the 90s, I think it was, Anna Nicole died of ephedra overdose. And back then it was over the counter. That was the, the big fat burner back then. And then I think it kind of resurfaced, they rebranded, toned down the dosage, and Bunch of heart attacks occurred, so yeah, I believe you be, it. yeah, gotta be a little careful with those. But for me, I'm trying to lose weight for a wedding, so I'm gonna take it and see what happens. Drop the sugar, <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> All right, anything else we got going on? Not this week. The only thing I'm gonna say is make sure you check out our Instagram page. Please follow us, send in questions that you want us to discuss or talk about or do research on on the podcast each week. And don't forget to click on our link on the Instagram page. And um, we're on iTunes. Subscribe and rate us, please. Five stars. Thank you. And Spotify, please um, subscribe and rate us as well. We're trying to get our information out there. As long as have a good time with you guys, and we love all the questions that y'all are sending in. It's causing me to do a lot of research, which I love to learn and report back to you. 
Yeah, please. Um, we love the questions. Please ask me some uh, ortho, orthopedic questions. Oh yeah, it's not just about for me, it's for Dr. Chris as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let's give Bree a little break, and, and uh, I want to I want to <laughs> ask some questions. So you got aches, pains, or biomechanic questions? Meaning like uh, if you you can't figure out why you can't get down to the bottom of a squat, let me know. I can help you out. Hit us up, T Bree. Tell them where to send the questions to. Our Instagram link is at underscore poppin underscore bottles. Um, like I said, go to Instagram and you can click on our link and that will direct you to our podcast. But the link is at underscore poppin underscore bottles. All right. I think that's a wrap. Let's do it, Bree. This has been DJ Dr. Chris. And your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. And this is Poppin' Bottles. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.